0: Alola and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. It is starring me, Tandy Gas. Sandy Gas. Yeah. Cute. See that little Sandy Gas out on the beach? Cute name. Terror of a Pokemon. (laughs) They are really scary. Yeah. It's like you're staring into the void and it's just roaming around on the beach and they like float up to you and then they can just consume your soul, I think. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, that seems like a Pokéchex to me. Yeah. AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I am joined as always by my co-host, Nihil Fielgo. <laughs> Nihilego. We didn't actually learn Nihiligo's name this week. The Ultra Beast. They are just presented as like a three question marks. Big jellyfish. When it erupts from the ultra wormhole. That's who you are, Joshua Fielstead. Okay. We play the Pokemon games, and we're playing um, Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun right now. We didn't have a landmark. In our sights this week. Gazed upon the horizon and we tried to fix a destination and we couldn't find one. So we just were sort of wandering aimlessly this week, Joshua. Seeing what came. no, Taking life as it came. No big kahunas. We were just living the island time lifestyle. You know, Parrothead felt right at home. Finishing up all our business in Akala because now we've got a new island on the horizon. That's right. Um, I've forgotten the name of it. Ula Ula. Ula Ula. Ula Ula whose capital is Melee City I think. Yeah. We briefly see Melee, but we have to we have to finish up here in Akala a first, Joshua. Don't get ahead of yourself. Hey, you were the one who wanted to tell everyone where we were going next. Here's where we are now, standing triumphantly over the like battered corpse of Olivia's Pokémon in the mud. <laughs> and she's it's like through tears has handed over the Rocanium Z to us. Which I have no use for. Oh, I do. Well, I gave it to Lycanroc. Rock, and then well, we'll talk about it. Okay. And then How comes? And How's like, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> do we call him How or Howie? I've been calling him How, but I like Howie. It's fun. One of our guests was calling him Howie, and I like Howie. Or maybe it was me. Howie. I always think of him as Howie, even though his name is spelled H A U. He is kind of a Howie. He's more of a Howie. He brings a gift with him, an invitation, like Willy Wonka the golden ticket. We've been invited behind the the gates of the Aether Foundation. That's right. So I think that's where we're headed next, right, Joshua? That's right. But first, let's do some housekeeping. I did. I am embarrassed by our collective notes sheet this week, Joshua, because we've got totem sticker tally. Yeah. Totem. You've updated the totem sticker tally count this week. I have. And I've been um Do you know that Connecticut is called the State of Steady Habits? Um no. That's what we're called. I don't know why. But what kind I of embrace habits? it. Habits like burning witches. <laughs> that was Massachusetts. You guys did that too. <laughs> so did New York. And uh uh steady um, GDP growth for your doesn't Connecticut have the highest GDP of any of the states? No, you always say that, and it's not true. Connecticut's not a very big state. You can drive across the entire state in like two hours. So what? That's why it makes it a lot easier for it to have a concentrated wealth. Um, and we're right between Boston and New York. Yeah, it's it's up there. But anyway, we're the state of steady habits, and one steady habit I have is fucking owning you in totem sticker tally. Yeah, that's right. And this week I'm embarrassed to see that you've somehow pulled ahead of me you were like drafting off of my like wake and now you've rocketed ahead of me i was very surprised to see that i did go back and i did all of those like the water features in melee melee and then like i roamed yeah, yeah. around to catch a couple of more pokemon in old areas like around the lush jungle and i think that's what happened because i'm at 41 now you got that sandy gas to move out of the way there's the one on, on um, the beach where you have to get the sandy gas to sort of follow you out of the way so you can collect it. Yeah, I got that one too. They're getting tricky with these things. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm shamed. You haven't broken the 40s? No. Well, I want to. I want to go get whatever. Uh, let's go look up the totem prizes. You are also the nutmeg state. Yeah, we are the nutmeg state. Well, what the hell is that? How are you the nutmeg state? Where were you getting nutmeg? I think we used to make it a lot. Well, pff, maybe it grows wild here. What? Listen, it's a beautiful place. That's a tropical spice. Isn't it only from Indonesia? That's like the whole reason the Dutch and the English fought for hundreds of years over them. The Spice Islands. It's a beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. Connecticut. Gateway to New England is what we're called. We've got the mighty Connecticut River. Do you want to do Connecticut stuff? I can just talk about Connecticut if you want for a little while. Connecticut facts? Yeah. You can be called a nutmegger. Yeah, please do. I'll call you Nutmegger. The land of steady habits. It says it right on the Wikipedia page. You see it? Yeah, I see that. Well, I've let down Connecticut, and I'm not the Nutmegger I want to be this week because I've only got 39 totems and stickers. But let's look up. Let's go look at the prizes, huh? Yeah, it's just from selling nutmeg. You guys didn't even grow nutmeg. I mean, that doesn't make any Can sense. Can you drop the nutmeg stuff? Okay. Ultra Sun. In, in stickers. any case, the GDP thing was wrong. But it is a wealthy state. Your average household income is 79900 bucks. Top 10. God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now let's get refocused. 40 stickers, Ultra Moon. Yeah. Alolan Marowak, which we've decided you can't have, despite the fact that they are based on some pretty chill fire dancers. I think the cursed flame with the bone stuff. Yeah. That's not chill. And all I get is a ar- Araquanid. And I'm not interested in, in Totem or Aquanid. Gross. Yeah. Next at 50 stickers, you get Totem Lorantis, and I get Totem Salazzle. And that seems a little bit more interesting to me. Those are both acceptable. Although Totem Salazzle, I still think, is better. But those are both acceptable. Yeah, I think that's fine. You just called Lorantis your sweetie last week. Yeah, I just think Salazzle's type is more interesting. All right. A lot of things are interesting about Soledible. so that's I'm not intru- Like I'm not I'm not in any rush to get to 40 because I don't need a totem Araquinid. But now you're in a rush to get to 50. It sounds like because you could have a Lorantis. Well, I'm in a, I'm in a rush to win. Oh yeah, to, to crush you. Yeah, sure. I don't really even care about whatever the Pokemon are. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua, my sights were firmly fixed on another prize this week. And it wasn't totem stickers. What was it? I'm not saying I'm out of the totem sticker hunt. I'm going to come back with a vengeance and crush you next week. You're going to be embarrassed by how many totem stickers I have. I'm going to embarrass you, Barry. Yeah. That's... Uh, shiny hunting. I think you should leave. The hunt continues. I'm like Captain Ahab out here. Still? You still don't have your shiny polyrath? you sort of the the phases you go through when you're shiny hunting, Joshua. Is you think like... Yeah, you heard about all the shiny hunting techniques. You know that you have to do this, that, and the other thing. But like, you're going to cut a few corners. You're going to make it a little easier on yourself. And maybe you'll get lucky, you know? Yeah. So you get out there and you start shiny hunting. And you you burn through all your PP. And you burn through all six of your shiny hunting Pokemon that you've trained up. You do have six now. So I was right with that prediction that that's the right strategy? No, I don't have six. I have 12. Oh, my God. Because I went out there and I was like, There's a very good move called False Swipe that I'm sure you've heard of. Right, we have the TM for it, I believe. We got it very early in this game. You know how many Pokemon in the history of Pokemon can learn False Swipe, Josh? I know Scyther can. 17. 17. I did not know it was that low. 17 lines, Pokemon lines, can learn False Swipe. And one of the Pokemon, the only Pokemon that I had that could learn False Swipe was Marowak. Oh. So... Mabel, my Marowak, and- No, you swipe with a bone. One of the Ditto Five went and got it on. Also, did you know this about the Ditto Five? Did you catch the Ditto Five? Yeah, I caught the Ditto Five. (laughs) Lock them up. Did you know that they're intentionally meant to be breeding Pokemon? And they all have like super stats and can pass down like incredible- like. max stats to any bred Pokemon. Well, I know I know that's Ditto's thing in general. I did not know. These are like jacked up Ditto's. I think three or four of them have like some max stat, like max attack or max speed or something like that that it can pass down to. They're meant to be for breeding. Oh. So that's what I did. Interesting. I bred six Kubones and taught all of them false swipe and a bunch of like non-attack moves and like finisher moves. And then started training them all up to get to like level 20 cuz all the me- polywags are like 14 to 17. Right. Grueling work. That's a nightmare. So I get out there and I'm shiny hunting and here's the other worst part about polywag, Josh, is they all have hypnosis. Oh, so they're sleep they're sleeping you. Constantly putting my cubones to sleep. Wasting my time. <laughs> so I'm like I need a different approach. Like, this is taking forever because they're constantly putting my cue bones to sleep. Okay. So I go and I pull someone I don't even think I've talked about in a while, Lysander, my drowsy out of the box. Its ability is insomnia. Oh, smart. Yeah. Can't go to sleep. And went and bred it with a ditto and then raised up six drowsies. <laughs> Oh. Into my shiny hunting squad. That's what your threatening text was. The sleep fleet. <laughs> so I want to introduce you to the sleep fleet, Joshua. Um, It's Hypno, shiny hunter A. Hypno, shiny hunter B. Hypno, shiny hunter C. Hypno, shiny hunter D. And Hypno, shiny hunter E. And Hypno, shiny hunter F. Tanner threatened me, bug catchers, with an ominous text where he sent a like a French horn or a bugle. It's like a little bugle. The, the Z sleeping. Sleep Z's. Emojis animated. And he was like, here with they the, come. With the loud command. Yeah. So you thought these guys were coming for you. I did think that. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, I didn't put this together sooner that it's your shiny hunting squad. So they're out there. The squad. I'm raising them up. I've got a couple that are in the 20s and they do a lot of my shiny hunting and then the others are all just sort of like raising up levels with experience share. And they all know false swipe and they all know three non-offensive moves that have tons of PP. Or no, sorry, they all know, um, they don't learn false swipe. They know pound, which is their 40 attack move. Like they're, it's got 40 PP and it does 40 damage. Yeah. Yeah. And then three non-offensive moves. So I can just like sit and like whittle these polywags down you know and then get them to call an ally and then the process continues I have clocked it I've been keeping track of my time I think I've put about 12 to 15 hours in I wasn't keeping track initially but so more than I've put that. somewhere between 12 and 15 hours yeah in of polywag hunting so far how many polywags do you think you've seen <sighs> hundreds yeah at some point I just started catching them because I was like I don't know I was thinking maybe you could breed a shiny Pokemon. Yeah, can't you? I mean, can't, isn't it just... you got a whole box full of Poliwags now. Random chance? I mean, I know you can... And every single one of them is named Jesse. Why? For Jesse from Team Rocket. Oh, that's what your intention is, to name whichever one finally is shiny will be Jesse? Yeah. Um, Just holding it uh, You can only breed shiny Pokemon in brilliant diamond and shining pearl actually <laughs> and sword and shield so i um, i gave up on that plan and went back to regular shiny hunting but that's the, that's the squad so i raised two whole new teams of shiny hunters shiny hunting's a real you know it's a real it's a real bitch josh <laughs> and i don't how do people do this for like their whole team i mean i don't think it's very appealing Respete, i guess i'm gonna say this it's not fun <laughs> no this doesn't sound fun at all i'm gonna have fun with a Presumably, like purple or pink or green, polygraph. I really hope you get it soon, man. That sounds pretty brutal. Uh, I shan't be doing that for two canon. Yeah, no. I, it's I don't know. You get in this rhythm, you know. I said it last week, but you just sort of it becomes a little hypnotic on its own, and it's really nice to see those hi- hypnotize uh, bounce off of hypnos. Yeah, insomnia. When will those polywags learn? Well, we've done a lot of talking about hypnos. Should we talk about this crime that we witness in Hauli City? Hauli City? Hauli City? Did you see this? Hauli. Hauli City. City. <laughs> um, City. Yeah, what's going on? What did you uncover, Detective? Well, at the police station on Mele Mele Island. Yeah, a lot of cops in yeah. the area. Yeah, I guess there's always been lots of cops. There's always officer, what's her face? But they're they have never had like a bunch of full-blown stations, I think, until this game. Yeah. There's a real police presence here. It feels medicine. Which is like crime-ridden, like these relaxing islands, like martial law out here. Yeah. Elima has gotten is being robbed, you find out. Yes. Elima, the beautiful captain. Boy captain of the very first trial that we saw. Yeah. Sort of androgynous. But a a beauty no matter what you're into. Yeah. Alima is in the police station because he was being robbed. And you have to interrogate three Hypno. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to talk about Hypno again. Because we've seen Hypno... We've seen people dressed up as Hypno at that grocery store... You've got a whole Hypno thing going on. There was also another Hypno that was like wandering around outside of the grocery store that was unclear whether or not it was a person or not. Yeah. Now we have these Hypno who are robbing a Lima. You know, I always thought also like the Pokemon in previous games, when they are evil, they are evil at the hands of evil people, right? Yeah. Pokemon are like robots, you know, like they're just sort of like something you can program and command. And live by the same bylaws of robots, like, do no harm to humans, like, buy an action, never let any harm come to humans, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. But the Alola region seems to be full of menacing Pokemon. Like, the whole Ditto5 were bad guys. Like, they were, like, impersonating people, and, like, I don't know what their end goal was. Identity theft? Yeah, I don't it's very unclear. What are they trying to do? Are they just having fun? Or is it nefarious? Feels nefarious. Certainly. If they're turning into cops, it feels nefarious. Joshua, last week I brought one of my Pokemon was battered and bruised from a battle, and I brought it to the massage clinic in Coney Coney City. And it wasn't a massage artist. It was some disgusting pervert ditto who wanted to touch my Incineroar. <laughs> Gross. Oh, who doesn't? And now we've got these Hypnos who are up to no good on their own. Like, this is something that the Hypnos decided. Yeah, they, like, beat up a Machamp, a fellow Pokemon. <laughs> they did it on their own in order to try to steal a nugget from a Lima. Well, we know they're bad. And they're they're independent Hypno. So that feels very evil. They're not being programmed. Very bad. We've seen Team Skull with Hypno. I'm going to do, is it a bad guy, Hypno? Yeah, let's do it. We know we're allowed to use Hypno because we've seen Team Skull with Drowsy before. Yeah, you are. But we've never actually like analyzed it. And now we've got this interesting wrinkle of like Hypno is with the exception of Ditto, I guess. Hypno is maybe potentially the first Pokémon we've seen that's committing crimes on humans independently, unprovoked, yeah, <laughs> autonomously. So that definitely points the bad guy. I agree. But before we knew that, we should definitely go check out their, we should do Pokéchex, right? Oh, Pokéchex yourself, yep. Let's go check out the Pokédex entries for Hypno. Because I, if I remember correctly, they're like demented. I think it must be. I would be very surprised if they are not. Pretty innocuous in red-blue. If it locks eyes with an enemy, it uses a mix of psi moves, such as hypnosis and confusion. And then in stadium, it gets a little more, or in, in yellow, it gets a little more sinister. Avoid eye contact if you come across one. It will try to put you to sleep by using its pendulum. Oh, gold is pretty rough. That's where it starts to get dark. When it is very hungry, it puts humans it meets to sleep, then it feasts on their dreams. Uh-oh. Fire red, it carries a pendulum-like device. There was once an incident in which it took away a child it hypnotized. You know that's not really fair. That's <laughs> impugning the entire <laughs> entire race of hypnos for the bad behavior of one. It seems <laughs> I don't know about that. Fire red. It seems like that goes beyond X. It carries a pendulum-like device. There was once an incident in which it, in which it took away a child it hypnotized. So confirmed in X. Right. Yeah. Sun. While it is an extremely dangerous pokemon, people who are in need of a good sound sleep call it their savior. That sounds great actually. <laughs> oh, okay. It's extremely dangerous, uh but if you can't sleep then it helps you out, but it's also going to be eating your dreams and maybe it will steal your children. I think the child stealing stuff's a little dark. Um potentially even pushes it beyond bad guy into like like there's legislation against that, you know. <laughs> Wait, wait. Moon, as a matter of course, it makes anyone it meets fall asleep and has a taste of their dreams. Anyone having a good dream, it carries off. It's kidnapping a lot of people. Who's Komala? It's a Pokemon. You haven't seen it yet. In Ultra Sun, their Pokedex entry is, in Alola, Komala is Hypno's main target. It rarely harms people. Huh. That's confusing. So it likes the dreams of Komala. So... Something happened there where no longer is it harming people. I guess it never really says that it's harming people because we don't know what happens. Kidnapping is certainly hard. Joshua, if someone, if a Pokemon ever kidnapped me, I would certainly (laughs) feel harmed. (laughs) <laughs> it's not physically harming. It's uh, it's mental damage with the dream eating and the kidnapping. It's emotional trauma for sure. It's dark. It's dark. It's, it's like it feels like and it's a got guy. it. Like looks it's gross. It's got this like it's got like a Shakespeare rough on like. There's nothing I like about this thing. But I, uh, you know, I have six of them. So yeah, I actually have seven of them because one of them didn't have insomnia. One of them had something, some other dumb move. Well, get out of here. That's fine because I think. You can have as many as you want, because it's clearly a bad guy, I think. So we solved the crime. Saw the crime. Lock up the hypnos. Yeah. And then you can also... I don't know if you kept strolling around Howloui City. I did. Yeah, beautiful place. Went shopping. Yeah, you know, got a little more scratch now, too. Yeah. Got a new backpack. Got some sweet new duds. Uh, I also caught a Beware costume show. Did you see this? Yes. And I love beware. Joshy sweetie is beware. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I've sort of been on the fence because it's sort of in the, it's straddling the line of being too obvious. It's like a little generic. I chafe when it is playing to a crowd as like, look at this thing, obviously it's very cute. It also just feels like, it feels like classic Pokemon to me though, you know? Like in a way that like some of these new Pokemon, like Lycanroc, Midnight Form Lycanroc just feels like a Sonic the Hedgehog character, you know? Like this feels like a Pokemon. Like you see this thing in Gen 1. This is a classic Mon. And you're like, oh, this fits in Gen 1. Oh, I agree. I think that's actually a really good way of putting it. It's not pushing it to the limit, but it's like interesting enough, Aesthetically and also its type, normal fighting is not what you would expect. Yeah, and I expect it has a ton of hit points, right? Good HP and attack. It's actually like a pretty good mod. It's just a little tank. Yeah. And then my next question is: Is it a chill guy? Oh yeah, it's a it's a fucking teddy bear, Joshua. <laughs> yeah, I. Or think... I guess t- Teddy is Teddy Bear chill. Teddy is sort of cute. But it is the strong arm Pokemon, which is, doesn't sound that chill. No, it doesn't. I don't know. And see, Ultra Moon says it boasts tremendous physical strength. Many people call it the most dangerous Pokemon in the Alola region. Wow. Whoa. That's actually pretty interesting. But it says in Moon, this Pokemon has the habit of hugging its companions, and many trainers have left this world after their spines were squashed by its hug. Oh. Does that actually say that? Yeah. (laughs) Ultra Sun says- It kills people? It waves its hands wildly in in intimidation and warning. Life is over for anyone who doesn't run away as fast as possible. People? People, Joshua? People. Well, Hypno and Beware. Because now we've got our second confirmed Pokemon who's autonomously deciding to kill people. And it's beware. No wonder it's martial law out here. They gotta just shoot down all these hypnos and bewares. <laughs> wow. It's killing people. No, it's definitely not chill, Joshua. Okay, I guess not. I was gonna run us through a whole scenario where we went up to the bar at at Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we're like sitting around. Have you, have you ever been to a margarita five o'clock somewhere bar? Of course I have. I've been to multiple of them. Have you been to one of the ones that has the big like hurricane simulator in the front? The like big Whoa. swirly funnel? No, where is that? Let me book my tickets. Oh, uh, the one I went to was in Sydney. Oh, um, oh. as we all know, you've been to Australia. The one times. in Sydney has a big like water funnel. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking we're sitting around that, like admiring it, you know? and who else is around my mi- admiring it you see like a lolan right that makes sense for sure you see toucan right Def- like he's perched up there do you see a 6 foot 11 bear that crushes people's spines probably like pan have you seen um what's it called the revenant yeah <laughs> it's probably like that like it's like breathing heavily like saliva's like oozing out of its mouth it's like sitting here staring at this like funnel of water. No, it doesn't make any sense. Joshua, get out no, of here. No, it's it's out, it's out. And apparently, it's killing people for sport. Yeah, it's uh, its territory is off limits apparently. Yeah, one of the other entries. So okay, no beware for parrot head. Joshua Hano hey Beach more like Hano hey thanks. No, thank you. They are hiding away the water routes in this game though, which is really nice. <laughs> like this is the second time that the water route has been optional. Right, yeah. Which I like. And I did I did go and do it, even though I just did say hey, no, thanks to it. That was more of a play on words than anything. Yeah, I think you had to shoot your shot. Did you wander around Hano Beach at all? Yeah, I mean I got the the stickers from under that sandy ghast. Uh I you know, Parrothead is up for whatever, so I I also did this pretty heinous side quest where you have to... Oh, the pukimuku? Yeah. I quickly said no. I had to accept because I was asked by a bellhop to assist in finding six pukamukus on the beach and then return them to the sea. And Parrothead's just, you know... <laughs> Going with the vibe and doesn't really always know what he's signing up for, but uh he did it and chucked him back into the sea. Clean up the beach. But that is actually, you know, he wants to chill on that beach, so I guess it helped him a little bit. Even if I weren't saying no to every dialogue option, as a matter of course for my character. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree to be a puku muku chucker. You have to touch those <laughs> things, Joshua. Yeah. They could easily make their like barf stomach come out and like slime you. Ugh! Well, yeah, parrothead had to have uh, had to have some of his birds, his his flock had to deal with that. Yeah, I'm sure. Um and then the friendly sandy gas is out here, which we like. Yeah. And then there's one one other thing out here, Joshua. There's a man and his name is Ross. Ross? Okay. Black Belt Ross is out here on Hano Beach. Um and he's got one single pokemon. And its name is Mankey, Joshua. Sure. Is it a bad guy? Mankey and Primeape. The God's honest truth is, I don't know how I acquired one, but there's one in my box. I don't know if I caught it. I don't know if someone gave it to me, but I've got a Mankey in my box. So at some point I was like, I got to figure this thing out. Primeape definitely has got a fierceness to him. I just got spoiled on a uh, Scarlet Violet uh evolution. Is it a cool primate prime annihilate That sounds cool. yeah it's got a new one that's definitely incredible. fucked up. <laughs> yeah annihilate that's really good. Already sounds incredible. That's a that's a bad guy. Uh Ape for sure. He's, but <laughs> I didn't realize primate was called a pig monkey Pokemon. Yeah it's a pig monkey. I'll look at it. <laughs> Straightforward. He's got mean eyes. He's sort of a punchy guy. It's always furious. But it is kind of like you could see if we're doing the bar scenario, I could also feel like a prime ape just, you know, taking a load off at the bar. Jesus Christ, Joshua. Is maybe one of those those guys who is actually secretly the good guy. Like if he sees somebody getting into a fight, he's going to intercede on the side of the, you know, the person who's probably in the right and just try to keep things calm. I don't want to constantly refer to the, the Pokedex entries for these (laughs) to make these calls, but I'm on the page for Primeape and. Okay, what does that say? The stadium entry, Pokedex entry, is when enraged, it gives chase endlessly. Because it is impossible to tell what made it angry, there is no soothing (laughs) it. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) God, Alola is sounding really dangerous this episode. Red and blue, always furious and tenacious to boot. It will not abandon chasing its quarry until it's caught. It's like fucking, what was that movie? It follows, or whatever. Oh my God, yeah. It just constantly chases you. Oh until it that catches must you. be where annihilation comes shit from. out of you. Yeah, it's a bad guy. Let's get. It, out of here. Son, it has been known to become so angry that it dies as a result. <laughs> Man, I wish I, I wish someone would put me in charge of writing these fucking Pokedex entries. It sounds like a blast. It yeah. sounds like there's no oversight no oversight absolutely not you're just completely altering the like lore of these animals and like games by being like oh pokemon are constantly killing people it seems like they're getting like more and more unhinged as the generations go by as well <laughs> let's go take a break all right it's a bad guy let's go take yeah, a break settle back down Welcome back, Joshua. Welcome back, bug catchers. Welcome back to the Haino Grand Resort. You saunter up here and you run into a beautiful wedding. Oh, yeah. It was really lovely. And yeah, honestly, once again, new territory has been charted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Unexpected territory to comment on, Pokemon Company. I'm not sure I knew that Pokemon were, A, allowed to get married. I did not be interested in being married i uh, was hoping you know i'm do i do want to hopefully one day marry off incineroar to that's right lopani who knew that you were going to be so on point in uh, lola this it's no laws uh but yeah what a progressive place they've legalized pokemon marriage because there's two pikachus getting married here yeah beautiful bride and groom yeah. because the pikachus have the tail will indicate whether or not it is male or female Could have been a little bit more progressive. They wanted to, you know, let two male Pikachu get married, but. Wow. I don't know if uh, Alola's ready for that. Too too far? Yeah. Did you pick up your uh, Picanium Z while you were here? I did. I did. I will talk about it later when we get there, but I was sort of uh, blue balled by a, a Z stone this week. And I'm curious how Picanium Z works, whether it affects one move or whether it's just for Pikachus. I am also blue ball here. You didn't put it on your Pikachu or use it? I can't. The Pikachu needs to no volt tackle specifically. So that's exactly what happened to me is, well, I'll just say it. At one point, How approaches you and he's like, I found this and he gives you Lycanium Z. So I pulled Rock back out of my box and was like, all right, let's put this thing on him. Yeah. So I start trading him up to get him up to levels with everyone else. And then I give him the Lycanium Z and he won't take it because he needs to know Stone Edge. It only affects the move Stone Edge when Lycanroc knows it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just keep training him. I'll get him Stone Edge. So I train him up to like, you know, to be at the same level as all my other Pokemon. and He still hasn't learned Stone Edge. So I go to Bulbapedia and look up when Lycanroc learned Stone Edge and it's level 60, Joshua. Jesus. When does... (laughs) When does Pikachu learn 10,000 or learn Thunderbolt? I'm I'm betting it's level 60. It's even worse. It looks like Volt Tackle can only be learned by a Pikachu that's holding a light ball. And light ball is a 5% chance of a Pikachu holding it and their Pikachu who are located on Pony Island specifically. Have we been there yet? Oh, no. (laughs) It's probably like Endgame. I think it's Endgame. So, we've both been Christ, we've both been tricked by Z-Rocks this week. Oh wait, tutoring. Someone can tutor it. I don't think you have to worry about it because I'm looking at the Z-Rock page right now and there's one called Oh, Hano guard There's a move tutor here who teaches Volt Tackle. Did you hear what I said? What? No. I'm looking at the Z-Rocks page and two below Picanium Z is one called Alloraichium Z. So I think Maybe you'll be better off just holding out for that Uh, one. Oh, God. Well, how do I get that? I'll look into it later. I just... These Z-moves, too complex with all of this. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. You know what else I felt a little gross about? What? What I was forced to do here. Uh, After the wedding, I ran into an interview that was trying to take place between a reporter and the chooster. Did you meet the chooster? Yeah the Chuster. so the Chuster is a very famous pikachu who must be out here for the wedding and yeah talent unknown uh, looked very chill though i would say i think just sort of celeb status you know like a kardashian <laughs> it's got heat on him you know <laughs> it's the kardashian rob, rob kardashian uh <laughs> no yeah it's like <laughs> rob kardashian. Of, of the uh of the pokemon world Um, And Schuster's handler is trying to get this reporter to go away and stop trying to ask some hard-hitting questions to Schuster. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have to say yes to everything. So I fought the reporter, and then the reporter was chased away. And now I'm... Concerned that Parrothead is making himself seem like he's anti free speech. Oh, oh. Which is definitely not his vibe. Well, can I ask you a question? He's pro free speech. Was it hate speech? The reporter? Was he doing hate speech? No, not that I know of. Oh, okay. Because hate speech isn't free speech, Joshua. That's right. Could you maybe construe it as hate speech in any way? I mean, to to Chewster and the handler, it seemed like it was hate speech because... I think he you're covered. It's not anti-free speech, to answer it's it. hate speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're, we're still chill. One other gross pervert out here is Mr. Feet Lover. Yeah. Every game's got one, and this game's got one too, and he wants to check out your Pokemon's feet and give you a ribbon. And you uh, showed him the... Low Punny, I presume. Showed him my muck. Oh. <laughs> Low Punny gets him too riled up. I was I was just thinking about muck. Where are the feet? Yeah, he doesn't I don't think he has feet. I don't know what he has. Like a, a pod. I think he just slimes around. Yeah. The Mr. Footprint guy will give you the footprint ribbon if you have a Pokemon that has gone up thirty levels since you initially caught it. Which is honestly at our at the point we're at right now, I don't know what your levels are at. Very few Pokemon of mine. <laughs> yeah, only... In fact, only one. one. Yeah, I think and only it was one. was one who I was really pushing to evolve this week, which was Alolan um, Grimer. So I got a footprint ribbon for Alolan Muck, which it's now wearing, which is also confusing. Oh, and by the way. Yeah, yes, how's it attached? I got it up to Alolan Muck. <laughs> well, congrats on that. Well, one thing about Alolan Muck that you don't really notice until you really get a look at its um, sprite is there's sort of like little teeth and bones sticking out all over him. So I think you could probably put a ribbon on one of those. Oh. You're right. Yeah, he's pretty gross. Put it on one of the teeth or bones. And also his like rainbow pattern sort of like like swoops up him. It's not static. It kind of looks like an oil slick. Yeah. It's cool. It's an improvement, I guess. The bar is pretty low. Joshua, I want to talk about Aether Paradise, which is actually everything you've just heard was just side quests leading up to the one thing we had to do this week. Because we Yeah, the one real set piece. Misjudged the the path ahead of us. Yeah, this leg was not long at all. So this leg was us walking to Aether Paradise and then um watching a cutscene. Well you get a you get a you get a private boat that takes you over. That's what our uh, golden nugget, our golden uh, golden ticket yeah. took us to. The Aether Foundation, you're invited out, you talked to this one like Aether Foundation person. I didn't learn any of their names because they all have like weird names. They all look like bugs for some reason. Wick, I think. It's like the the PR person or something. The vice chief. Yeah. No, F- Faba is the first one we talked to. And Faba's got these, like, big wraparound bug glasses for some reason. I don't, I just, like, it's so hard to, get yeah, to handle. Yeah. Faba, these we saw uh, last week, I think, roaming around, getting in a conflagration with Teen Skull. Yeah. Memorial. And Hill. then they introduce you to Wick, who's just this, like, a Wooga, like, pinup model, Bazonga. And she's got, like, <laughs> <laughs> she's got you know, this. Let Tanner on. just roll his uh, tongue off the floor quickly. <laughs> In a way, I've never experienced in a Pokemon game. They've sexualized this character in like yeah, she's an like unprecedented way. They've like really highlighted her. Like you're right, in like heaving bosom. Heaving bosom is exactly what I was going to say. They've just never really done that. Like none of the characters have much of like a sexual vibe, despite the fan art community. You know, um, with the exception of possibly Whitney. Yeah, she's like a sexy disciplinarian kind of a vibe. So she's sort of leading you around the Aether Foundation <laughs> yeah. and for some reason, like, gives you... They're, like, buttering you up. Like, they give Howie a bunch of mas, mal, malasadas. Yeah. And they give you the psychic TM. Yeah, that was a nice freebie. And it's all leading up to the event, which is you're, like, meeting with the president of the Aether Foundation, who's called... Lusamine. Lusamine. Another babe. <laughs> yeah, she's got, like... I don't know, like Gwyneth Paltrow vibes, kind of. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like Aether Foundation also has goop vibes. <laughs> like uh, it's got is big this goop a vibes. scam. Well, and then we're attacked by living goop because an ultra wormhole opens behind us, and a mysterious creature that we know from Pokemon Go as yeah. go. A-, a big jellyfish. It doesn't introduce itself, so we just go into battle with it. We're not allowed to use Pokeballs. That's one of the rules of the Aether Foundation is it's a conservatory. Yeah, and they claim that they're Pokemon in here and you can interact with some of them like a Starmie and a Dupe Hider that are like rescued from nefarious groups like Team yeah, Skull. That's their thing. We get a little more intel on them and they don't seem like bad guys at all. They're like saving Pokemon and they're preserving like you know forms and and variants and things like that for future generations to enjoy so they have like a preserve out here in the middle of the water and they seem like good guys yeah and then this ultra wormhole opens up and you're not allowed to use pokeballs so there's no chance of catching this nihilego and eventually it just Wanders off. Yeah, I would say it's like of what I've seen, maybe the most acceptable-looking ultra beast. <laughs> if this is acceptable-looking, Joshua, I can't wait to just be like, <laughs> yeah, annihilated by the the rip wave of disgusting ultra beast coming our way. I got a fun facty about Nihilego that I wanted to say also. Okay. <laughs> The funny thing is that it's giant on the overworld. When yeah, it's huge. It's opens up the ultra wormhole. It's an ultra beast. What are you talking about? Well, on the Pokedex entry or on the Bulbapedia page, it says that it's three foot eleven inches. <laughs> That's an ultra beast. It's like how tall Miles is. I feel like the other ones are all like twenty feet tall. It didn't present itself as three foot eleven in that cutscene. It was like as big as the building. Yeah, it felt like it was at least like eight feet. It was filling the space. And I discovered when I was on this page that apparently ultra beasts are supposed to be based on invasive species, which makes it a little clearer why so many of them are like grotesque. Is a Nihiligo a man war It's a uh it's just a jellyfish it's maybe aurelia orita yeah moon jellyfish it's or it's the philor punctata which is an invasive species in the waters surrounding hawaii floating bell the australian spotted jellyfish man i hate invasive species like um guzzlords yeah that's <laughs> what you really don't want invading so interesting it certainly like creates this sort of like I don't know, it creates this mood of isolationism in the Alola region. Yeah. We're on this special island all by ourselves. These like gross, disgusting, like guzzlords are not allowed here. The Aether Foundation is all about like preserving the legacy of these variants and form type Pokemon. It's starting to feel a little bit icky. It's pretty confusing. Aether Foundation sounds kind of good. Kind of bad. Unclear. And we also have no handle on whether or not they're s- responsible for any of the tech yet. That's what I want to know. They have yet to get into that. Is it in- Devon Corp imports, hopefully, or is Aether Foundation also making this these great ride pagers and all this technology that we know and love? Yeah. The roto decks, although that's sort of twisted as well. You beat Nialego, and it floats away literally just like goes back into the wormhole and like is gone yeah and then you're confronted by the ultra recon squad again joshua and now they are revealed that they are in cahoots with the aether foundation that's right and they've taken off their robot visors to reveal that they're not robots but in fact just like blue people like what the hell and they're just another organization and and something else i've discovered joshua that is just absolutely rocking my world is that (laughs) you and I have different ultra recon squads and it's something I've just discovered and you have two entirely different characters from me I only put that together when you were describing them in an episode two ago like they are still coded as gendered but it's like different in mine you have Dulce and Zossi. that's right Dulce is familiar from Pokemon Go Dulce is the robot boy who visits you in Pokemon Go. I think. Yeah, I think so. And Zassy is sort of like this, like I don't know, kind of like teen, teen girl robot. Although they're not, they're not robots. They're they're just aliens. They're not robots. They're, they're just like people. aliens. They're not. They're not even described as aliens. They don't even discuss what they are. They're just like, hey, we're here too. We've taken off our visors. I have two older people, by the way. Oh, interesting. My Ultra Recon Squad is like your Ultra Recon Squads parents huh i have solaria and fico and fico's got a big handlebar mustache oh yours look cooler and they've taken off their visors and they're just blue people uh, although. so i guess it's o- It guess it's okay that they are gendered after all this yeah <laughs> and they're just blue people and they won't explain why they're, they're blue, blue people. people it's like blue man group. are they they're from ultra wormholes, probably i don't know i presume i don't know they must have popped through they don't get into it yeah we don't know yet no that's just speculation but they're not robots, I still don't love them. But we learn about Necroza, oh god, it's just like, it's it's like a cutscene episode. It's like a cutscene yeah. leg. We get a lot of, of um, exposition, and we learn about Necroza. We don't know anything about Necroza yet. Necroza. I'm assuming it's the big bat on the cover of my game. Mm. Or some third. I think it's, it's like the third one, yeah. Hidden, evil Pokemon, mythical Pokemon. And then this is where they butter you up, yeah. and she's like, Take one more look at my bosoms. Here's some Malasadas and TM twenty nine and be on your way, gentlemen. Yes. And you're out of there. That's it. And we've now been exposed to the harsh realities of these invasive ultra beasts. And I can't wait to catch some of them. Yeah, you're gonna you I think you can run any ultra beast, probably. A few of them have been spoiled by Pokemon Go. Yeah, you know about Guzzlord. And buzz but school. I know there's a lot more out there for me to discover, and I'm excited to see what they all look like. I bet they're all just disgusting. There was nothing for us to, to battle, nothing for us to face off against Joshua this week. So we've decided to face off against one another again. Um it's been a few episodes, so our and our teams have changed not if not dramatically, at least a little bit. <laughs> I think yours is a more dramatic shift than mine. Yeah, well, I'll tell you about it in level check, but I thought I was going to have a much different team this week, and I've sort of reverted to the norm, which is why my levels are also not crazy. Let's get into it then, level check. Level check. Tell me, what's the journey that um, Parenthead's been on this, this last week? So, Parrothead, and part of the reason that he found more totem stickers is because I went back to the places that I hadn't done, as well as the ones that we can revisit now that we've advanced since our last battle. And I figured out how to get the pink nectar for the pa'ow form of the Oricorio, the psychic one, oh, instead of lovely. the base electric. Yeah. And what a delight to look at, uh, have it on my team, raised it probably 15 levels or so, uh, and we got the Psychic TM just now. Yeah, just now. So immediately I was like, great, I'm going to put Psychic on Oracorio. Great idea. Not compatible. What do you mean, Psychic? It's Psychic flying, not compatible. Okay, well, what psychic type, when does, it, when does it learn psychic? It doesn't learn a single fucking offensive psychic move, and the only ones that it learns are defensive, and it's just because Oracorio, regardless of what form you put it in, learns the same moves. Oh, really? So it's just normal flying, effectively, even if the base form is electric flying, and that it's got ghost, fire, and psychic. Like, it does not have a custom move pool based on whatever form no, you put it a, in. What a fucking missed opportunity. It, it's What the hell is this? The only, like, at level 40, it gets Revelation Dance, which is its signature move. And it's, like, 90, but they I think, all special. Get it? They all get it. And it becomes whatever its primary, you know... It becomes the stab oh, so becomes of stab whatever attack. the primary. Well, that's not so bad. I type guess, is, then. but, still, but that's like what a, it. What, that's a, what a missed it. opportunity! You could load this thing up with cool ass moves if it was Why? if it could take psychic moves. I was prepared and flying to be totally turned around on Oricorio, but it is bullshit, which is what I suspected in the beginning, and then I thought because it looks sweet that it was going to be cool, and it's a huge letdown. And there were a lot of threads that I saw people complaining about this thing. Because why would it not have custom move pools for each of them it and sucks. it should just be based on when you use the nectar on it? So I thought at level ten when I did it, I was like, great, it's gonna have like a full, like great psychic flying moveset. And no, yeah. Just learns that sucks. Flying Disgusting. and normal type moves, basically. So canned, the Oracorios canned and not on my team. Yeah. <sighs> would have been so good on a parrotheads team. Um and then I also uh I'm training up a Pessimian oh great based on our discussion the other week about how it's really more of a lemur and i could have a fighting type i can't have beware apparently no so i'm glad that i started raising up this passimian just for the sake of your team we won't look up passimian's pokedex entries no i can't because it could reveal something very dark i've already starting to suspect that they all reveal something a little dark they really went dark and alola is like very untamed it's like it's like fucking you're, libertarian you're paradise for Pokemon. They're like killing whomever they want. They're scamming <laughs> whomever they want. They're marrying whomever they want. Yeah, you're right. It's Rise of the Planet of the Pokemon. You're buying like fucking pineapple juices everywhere you can. Like they just sell them out of like the side. They sell them at like toy stores. That you can buy a pineapple juice and get loaded. You know. And now we've got a portable. Cocktail shaker here with this Pessimian and its melon. <laughs> uh, yeah. I named it Coconut though, because that was the closest I could find for uh, uh Jimmy Buffett expanded, extended universe type of name, because Coconut is a song. Oh, okay. It's also a coconut. An album. It's like a f- famous tropical fruit. Right. And he's got a melon. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Pretty close. So Pessimian will be coming out. Um, I would have put it on the team, but because we're battling and it is only level 22 and it doesn't know any fighting moves yet. Uh, I'm not going to bring it out tonight, but be aware that that's coming. Okay. And meanwhile, the team is essentially unchanged, other than Hoot is a Decidui now, level 36. Eh, not my favorite final evolution of the no. starters. I like Incineroar more than Decidueye, and I, I like I mean, Rowlet a lot more than Decidueye. Yeah, it, I don't know why they took it in this direction. I don't really understand how it can become a ghost suddenly, because it's ghost I think grass. It's just like sort it was of corporeal like... the whole time that it's been alive, and then it's suddenly—it's <laughs> that hood. You don't ghost. know what's going on underneath that hood. <laughs> Strange evolution, um, and not as—he's kind of got a cool look though. I—I I don't know. I. I like it. Ooh, his Hisuian Decidueye looks pretty cool. Yeah, that one is a very good design. So it's not as chill, but I think we'll vibe with it. You know, been around for a while, but we'll see. Whoa, go, have, are you on the Decidueye's Bulbapedia page? No. There's a picture of him on the biology section of him doing arrow quill, like pulling back his like bow arm and doing arrow quill. It looks sick. Oh, yeah. It's winning me over to Decidueye. The arrow quill... Animation and It does that with its, um. it got uh, maybe one of its signatures when it evolved, which is Spirit Shackle. And it does do uh, an arrow animation like that. You know what I think they could have done? Sorry to keep, continue to focus on Decidueye for a moment. You just won't drop it. I just think it's almost such a cool Pokemon. It almost works, but it's a little too busy. There's a lot going on. And you can see what they were going for. And I think they should have just gone for it in completely hiding his face and just making it like a black void with like two glowing eyes in it. And then he would have been like a spooky ghost. Yeah. It would have been a lot more simple. There would have been that like less sense. mess in his face because like he's got a green bill and red eyes and there's just so much going on in there. If you would have just made him like a spooky grim reaper, sick. That's a good idea. Fixed it. Yeah, it's fixed. Maybe the next regional variant will fix it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Okay, then we have um, Tango, the two cannons, level 33. Cool. Fruitcakes was going to be binned, at least temporarily, but it's back for the battle. Noibat, level 32. Still 16 more levels until that evolves, and it's terrible until then. Cheeseburger, the Snorlax, level 32, was binned for most of this, so didn't level up that much. And then Jimmy, Pikachu's, level 35, still chipping away at that. Jer-mer- Joe Merchant, the Fletchender, is level 33. I was hoping to get it to evolve, but I'm still a couple of levels off for Talonflame. Flame. So that's Parrothead. Cool. I'm going to beat you. I hope. Birds of a feather. You probably will beat me this week. <laughs> Skullgrunt, Giovanni is Incineroar, level 34. Loving it. Commander Mars, Punny, level 33. The speed on this thing, Joshua. <laughs> I don't think I can describe to you how fast this thing is. Mabel, a <laughs> Loland level 35. Um Admin Courtney, Alolan Muck, welcome to the team, level 38. Power oh, level this going thing this native. week. Just got just was pushing for 38 so we could get it tomorrow. Are you liking it a- aside from the the oil slick and the teeth and the bones that are sticking out of it? It's a poison type pokémon, Josh. It knows three poison type moves and one dark type move. It's, yeah, isn't, it's, it's isn't it? Isn't it? It's useful as a pokemon, as a poison type pokemon could poison get. dark now. Yeah, it's a little better. And then I we talked about this already, but how he gave me this fucking Lycanium Z, so I got Mirror B, Lycan Rock back out and started training him up level 36. Kept waiting for that Stone Edge to hit. Only to discover I should google this stuff before I set <laughs> off on hours long journeys. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then I just have a space to fill until I until my shiny Poliwag joins the team so i've been training up volaby oh it's back on the same journey as you with uh noibat just like ages until this thing evolves so i was thinking like well we may as well just put some levels on it you know right see if we can get it up there and then i was googling Mandibuzz, josh okay to see when volaby evolves into mandabuzz Right, and I was on Mandibuzz's Bulbapedia page and happened to just sort of glance at what Mandibuzz is called in Japan, and Joshua, what Mandibuzz is called in Japan is my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Oh, God. Because in Japan, they call Mandibuzz Volgina. Oh, God, Volgina? They just call it Volgina. They're like that sexy vulture with the skirt on and the eyeshadow is called Volgina. And I'm, I just absolutely like. So it's some horrified. Somehow even worse in Japan. And now I, now I'm gonna abort. I'm gonna get this thing off my team before it can get anywhere near evolving into. You've been threatening that every week, and it just keeps coming well, back. I keep you, waiting you, you for something resist. else to take its spot. It's not a bad Pokemon, is the thing. Volgina is. Yeah, Volgina is a terrible Pokemon, and I'm not gonna run it. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully by this time next week, I'll have Shiny (laughs) Poliwag on my team and we can just be done with all of this business. Yeah, I would love that for you. And I would love to stop talking about Volibai and Mandibuzz and Volgina as well. Me too. All right, let's go battle. Match two. catchers. we'll be back in just a minute to to reveal the outcome of the battle. I hope I win. I will be embarrassed if I don't win. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, you got some hefty levels on most of my mon this time. Ouch, ouch, Joshua. Uh, despite a couple of pretty big missteps on my part, like low punny versus Decidui. I um, I creamed you. Yeah, mostly a lowland muck. A muck run. A lowland a muck. Yeah, that's right. It ran a lowland all over your team across uh, over my team. Yeah, because Lycan rock died pretty quickly, but it got out a stealth rock. And I was operating under the assumption that Stealth Rock wouldn't affect flying type Pokemon. So I thought, great, I don't really care about that. It won't impact three of my bond. Yeah. And then I brought out Fletchinder, and then it basically took 50% damage immediately because it's double super effective. Yeah. And apparently Stealth Rocks float. Yeah, they just float. That's never explained. So that was nice for me. <laughs> Yeah, then it was a nightmare. And then pretty much Alolan Muck just, even though Alolan Muck could not poison your big Snorlax, he did just kind of eat him up. Yeah, and I couldn't go to rest before it died. And everyone died against Alolan Muck, other than Toucan and finally Fury at- attacked it and it died. But then you brought out something that was- Lolan. Marowak. Alolan Marowak and then all I had was Beak Blast that is a two turn charge up that is the only one that could impact it and you know marginally. Yeah, but I, I smacked you down and I hit you with the thrash. So I guess so. you uh, here we are. Got your uh, revenge. The bad guys win again. Well that was only your first time winning. It's one to one for this season. Well you know I just mean bad guys in general. I'm just I'm adding another win to the great pile of wins that the bad guys have had over the years. I guess so. Uh, Joshua, I have to go. Uh, it's the middle of the dang work workday. Here. <laughs> yeah, we really gotta go. <laughs> thank you for joining me. Bug catchers, thank you for joining us. Uh, please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and do follow the show everywhere that you follow podcasts. And do follow us at EXPSharePod on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the subreddit. I'm back with saying check out the subreddit, reddit.com, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. You're doing a great job of it too, man. Hang out with the community. You'll get the hang of it again. You're just a little rusty. Yeah, compete for trainer of the week. Uh, we will have our battle with the trainer of the season for um, Oros soon. Yep. Before the holidays, hopefully. Pff, maybe. And you can also buy our merch at exp share merch com yeah and next week we have a special treat for you bug catchers as well as us because Fanula jones longtime friend of the pod and previous guest is joining us once again for some charge a bug wrangling and captain sophocles trial that's it for me joshua goodbye and alola alola and smell you later